InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. Recent research shows that digital technology may be changing how the brain processes information, which suggests that updates may be needed for traditional education. With this story, here's InfoTrack's Gina Tedesco. Gina? Thanks, Chris. What happens to our brains as we read fewer hard-copy newspapers or books and more computer screens, tablets, or phones? Well, we adapt to this new way of receiving information. But some concerned experts ask, what will happen to our critical thinking, empathy, and ability to reflect? Joining us now is Professor Marianne Wolf, Director of the Center for Reading and Language Research at Tufts University. Her new book is Reader Come Home. Professor, can you give us one or two reasons why absorbing information from electronic devices might affect our critical thinking, empathy, and reflection? Of course. It's actually a wonderful story that begins with the fact that our reading brain is not natural. Every one of us creates a new circuit that allows us to read in Chinese and French and English. But it also means that that circuit is plastic and will reflect the differences in different mediums. The print medium has allowed us to build a circuit that allocates time, additional time that's needed to put our background knowledge by analogy to whatever new information is coming across our eyes. And it also allows us to allocate very important milliseconds to what I call the deep reading processes. Those are inference, deduction, very importantly, perspective taking of other that leads to empathy. And most importantly, at almost the very end, it allows us to pull our thinking and our emotions together for critical analysis and even insight. So the differences in the circuitry are what we're really most concerned about. The print medium has allowed us to build us up this circuitry where we allow time for deep reading. But the digital screen, which certainly allows us to absorb a lot of information in very quick bursts of time, it actually disadvantages giving time to the slower deep reading processes. So the worry is not, it's not a binary one that we can't learn to think on a digital screen, but it encourages us to be skimmers, browsers, word spotters, instead of giving extra time. And it's all imperceptible. We aren't aware of any of this, but it allows us to give more time to the deep reading, critical analysis, and empathic processes. Professor, is it just the technology itself that creates these circuits and concerns you, or in this Twitter and text era where brief messages are common anyway, are we being trained to communicate and think superficially? This is my biggest worry, Gina, that in fact what could be a deep reading process on a screen within the entire digital milieu actually is always advantaging speedy processing, less thinking, more reduced, briefer sources of information. And most worrisome to me, Gina, is this tendency when we have glut of information we're being bombarded with, we retreat to the more familiar, comfortable, 
easier, less challenging sources of information. For a long time, I have been worried about what I called the Twitter brain as a means of communication in areas that it should not be used. And I see certainly in more recent years, the problems writ large. When we take complex thought and think that we can reduce it, To 140 characters, we are missing oftentimes the very complexity of the issues that are being raised. We're visiting with Professor Marianne Wolf, author of Reader Come Home, about the possible negative effects of reading from electronic devices instead of hard copy. Professor, if we stop deep reading entirely, will our brains lose the capacity to deep read? The truth is, we do not know. We have a lot of research that is already coming from Norway and Israel and the United States that shows a diminution, a lessening, a diminishing of our comprehension, our sequencing of details and information when we're doing work on screens. Now, this is by no means a binary. We can and I think must in the future train our children to have what I call a biliterate reading brain in which we are learning how to do deep reading first with print for at least the first several years and then after deep reading is firmly established with print teach those deep reading skills explicitly on the screen. So we need to actually think about new modes of education for our next generation. So it's by no means impossible, but it's really unfortunate that we human beings are creatures of habit. The more we read on a digital screen, the more the characteristics of speedy processing, of not allocating sufficient time to thought, that bleeds over into how we read any medium. So the more we read on one medium, the more it advantages those characteristics on any medium. If I can suggest that our culture needs a kind of pause to look at the advantages and preserve them of the present reading brain as we add these remarkable, wonderful skills that we are gaining in a digital technology. It's not neither or. It is understanding how to preserve what's best in us as we move forward. And this is not just for children, but also your concern is for adults. Is it as simple as continuing to pick up a book every now and then, a hard copy book, in order to protect ourselves against losing our critical thinking? The reality isn't so simple. I have tried myself an experiment of my own in which I went back to a book that I loved. And I found that it was extremely difficult for me. And it was only when I actually tried to discipline myself every day that I was able to come back to my former immersive reading self. So if it affects me, who knows what is the worrisome aspects, it affects us all. And even though I'm most concerned about the second generation, I'm very concerned about we adults who begin to become ever lazier, if you will, ever more surface readers, ever more turning to the comfortable texts that don't give us another perspective. And we become susceptible, Gina, to fake news and even to demagoguery, people who tell us what to do and how to think instead of doing it ourselves. 
Professor Marianne Wolf of Tufts University. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Gina. For InfoTrack, I'm Gina Tedesco. You're listening to InfoTrack, a production of Syndication Networks.